It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking... She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hello, Heather. Hey. Gosh, we're getting close to Christmas. <laughs> close to the holiday. A little too close, if you yes. ask me. Uh, so some people, our Jewish friends, are already in their holiday. I know. It's already on. So no, they got a head start. Yeah, we're right down among it. Uh, I'm going to kick us off with a little bit of... Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Heather, today is our first Facebook Live event. I know. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening as we speak. Um, from now on, on Mondays, our friends will be able to watch us record the show. You can um, comment during the show, and we might be able to speak to you. It all starts now. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We're just doing our best. It's, gonna, it's brand new. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Thursday, Not Quite Therapy is back with new episodes. New episodes. Yes. Not so, replaying. Yeah, we're not playing the ones from the summer, from the spring and summer. We will have a new episode. We are coming out of the gate talking about co-parenting and divorce at Christmas time. Okay. All right. Um, Brian created this episode. Ooh. Yeah. That's a first. The whole episode, he is he's 95% responsible for the content of this episode, which is really cool. And I just want to say, I'm going to say it on Not Quite Therapy too, but big ups to Brian. He has been a great friend and a great co-host lately. And usually I give him a lot of crap, but it is truly heartfelt. It is not tongue-in-cheek. Thank you, Brian. You've Yay. been great lately. You've been great. So listen in Thursday to hear some of our fun. Uh, we have some thought-provoking ideas on Christmas changes after a divorce, which I think should be good. Mm, yeah. Yes. Um, I want to do another shout-out to our friend Heather Johnson. Yay! Um, Heather, I put up a post on um, Facebook, and I said I wish someone would wrap my presents for me. Uh-huh. And she said she would. She said that she enjoys wrapping presents, and I said we could share some wine, and she can wrap my presents, and she <laughs> said yes. So I'd like to invite her on the show, um, maybe even you know next week or the week yeah. after. I'd like to invite her on. We'll talk about the, the weirdness of liking wrapping presents. <laughs> I love to wrap presents. I didn't respond to your your plea because I have enough of my own gifts to wrap. <laughs> but I was I was wrapping gifts as as I saw that. Were you? And I love wrapping gifts. I will also say uh, for our local friends here in Tallahassee, our friend Carly over at the Sharing Tree. Uh, I'll I'll try to remember to tag them um, in the show notes for this episode. They are wrapping presents for a small donation. They will wrap them in, um, like, music paper or oh. newspaper. They'll wrap them in, like, all different fun things and make them beautiful for you. So uh, for a small donation, go find Carly, and she will uh, wrap your presents for you, which is really cool. Well, and the Sharing Tree needs a lot of support right now. They so do. Anything you can do to help them, please Knowing do. Carly, anything that she does, you just turn it over, and you're going to love what yeah, you get back. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah she, she is quite the artist, quite the artist. 
Um, next week will finally be the Cheryl Strayed Wild Book Club. Um, I love this book. It's a book about like a woman's personal journey to find out who she is. She hikes the Pacific Crest Trail, which is like 2,500 miles or so, maybe. It's a long like, way. It's very, very far. All the way she up did it with a backpack, you know, all by herself. Worked her way through struggles and frustrations. She was like reading this book is what made me go do the Camino de Santiago. Um, it's a wonderful book. You have one more week to read. Get this book as a Christmas gift for yourself if you um, don't already have it and read it because we're going to talk about it next week and it is a really, really good book. Heather, you have a good show planned for us for Friday. I don't know exactly what it's about, but I got a little bit of a sneak preview. So everybody listen in on Friday because um, Heather's going to talk to us about some Santa things. Yes, and all kinds of Christmas. Santa Christmas goodies. Christmas. All right, let's jump into the grab bag. What? What did they come up with now? Ew, not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Heather, our last episode was about cancel culture. And I promised that we would talk about a local story here in Tallahassee on this next episode. So there is a place in town called Esposito's. It is a garden center. I have always wanted to write commercials for them, which would be to the tune of Desposito. <laughs> Every time you say Esposito's. Esposito's coming say to it. Christmas tree Esposito's. <laughs> You say it in that way that I can only hear that song. Right. I know. I I can't help it. Well, anyways, Espositos decided to have Santa come and be in their store. They consulted with their Santa and with Mrs. Claus, and Santa and Mrs. Claus decided they were not going to uh, wear masks. They were going to set up. The store is kind of laid out. For those of you that don't know the store or haven't been there, there is a big garden center, and then there's like a Christmas town kind of over in like the side building where the, the village is set yeah up yeah the and back in the corner in the back there's a santa chair and there's a santa and mrs claus back there um they're not really intrusive to the space you know they're kind of out of the way but they are inside and they are unmasked and some people in our town got very bent out of shape about this very, very bent out of shape. I think that Esposito, Espositos, <laughs> I think that Esposito's apology um, post on Facebook got close to 2,000 comments. Really? Mm-hmm. Close to 2,000 comments. The comments broken down into broad categories were, this is a really bad apology. This is a really good apology. You shouldn't apologize because you did nothing wrong. You guys are terrible people for having Santa. You guys are terrible people for getting rid of Santa. <laughs> and then some people just put in a bunch of like propaganda and misinformation and just I like hearing myself talk and so I'll t- t- type a comment here. That's pretty much how it broke down. Well, when I read their post, um, I this was after everything had already happened. And so my understanding is that they consulted with customers and their kind of community you know we'd like to have santa i guess it's a tradition to have santa every year um but of course you know all the covid stuff should we do santa and the consensus was yes we should do santa so they schedule santa santa and mrs claus do not want to wear masks they consulted and decided to allow that to happen then the the day is proceeding and then Midway through the Santa experience, 
they make the decision to shut it down and end it because of the comments they are receiving from customers in the store at the time. That sounds pretty accurate. Okay, I believe. I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of how it went down. So then they decided to apologize to their community, um, and th- their apology was something like, "Apparently, we made a mistake. We thought people could make their own decisions, but that is obviously not." how this worked. And so some people were very put off that it wasn't a sincere apology. And maybe it wasn't. And maybe you shouldn't apologize if it's not a sincere apology. And maybe they didn't do anything wrong. And maybe they did. And I don't know. I will tell you that I think it was a special Tallahassee phenomenon because I had friends from Jacksonville um, and friends from a few other places around Florida, um, specifically. I, I don't know about the other states, but who had unmasked Santa visits that were scheduled. Maybe that was part of it, too. They were scheduled. They knew that they were going to see a Santa that was not behind plexiglass, that was not masked, that they were going to get that photo. And they made that choice to schedule a specific time and to, you know, they said as they walked up, Santa said, would you like me to put a mask on or not? You know, and so maybe there was a difference in the mechanics of it. Right. Um, But a lot of people texted me their photos with Santa you know, and and I mean, I don't really have a ton of feelings about it either way, I guess, you know. I was surprised by how many people for whom seeing Santa during December is a big deal. Right, is a must. Yeah. Because, and I know people who have photos of their kids with Santa from like the beginning of their life and then now like they're in high school and still going and it's like a tradition and they have the picture and they can see how the kids have changed over time and I get that but like I don't have that tradition yeah it is like I don't we don't make the the journey to see Santa but when it comes to things like that I like for the picture to reflect where we are in life at this time so you would want your Santa to be wearing a mask that's and probably the, your kids too that's where yeah. we are right now mm-hmm. I mean I think that's a really that's that is a a time capsule moment mm-hmm. of this is the year when it was the global pandemic but we we're still having christmas and so this is what we this is what we did right i mean and i think that is part of the novelty of the picture personally yeah i'm with you i'm with you i i felt like when i read all of the comments and when it came to the story and i kind of said this on the last episode I had nothing to say about it. It it honestly doesn't apply to me. Like, it doesn't apply because I don't have that particular Santa tie-in, like you just said. It doesn't apply to me because I'd either go or not go. And if I went, I don't think I would be like, oh, well, if I don't want to see Santa, if I'm not comfortable with that, then I'll just, you know, stay in the garden part. You know, like, I don't know. That Um, was my first, my first opinion. Like, I. My opinion of the situation changed a few times as I was reading the comments. I think you said that, that the comments really got in your head a little bit. Yeah, because at first I was like, if you don't want to see Santa and you don't like the way Santa's acting, then don't go see Santa. Like, there's not like this rule that everybody has to go see Santa. You have no choice in the matter. Go sit on this man's lap. Right. That's not the situation. So, like, if you don't like the Santa situation, don't go see Santa. Mm -hmm. Personal choice, whatever. But then as I thought through some more, I thought, well, okay, so Santa, after he is at Espositos, Espositos, go and get your Christmas tree at Espositos. (laughs) He's going to go other places. Maybe they'll hire me. (laughs) 
I could do some good PR. I don't know. We're, we're in a slump right now, you know? He's going to go other places, and if he doesn't wear a mask at Esposito's, then he might not be inclined to wear a mask other places. That's true. And so does Santa now become a super spreader where, like, this person who made the choice, I don't want to wear a mask, and then he's going to other places where other people might be. And so it's like, okay, well, then there's a personal responsibility on the part of Santa Mm -hmm. to, if he knows he's coming in contact with that many people on one day... But then the next thing is, well, you know, you can't protect yourself from everything. At some point, there's a risk that you take from just leaving your house. Right. So it's just so, there's so many layers of opinions that I could see how there were 2,000 comments on the post. Now, I just want to remind everybody that the real Santa, the real one, Dr. (laughs) Fauci said that he has immunity and that he is not a super spreader. Real Santa is fine, guys. You are fine. Your chimney is is safe everything's going to be great so i just want to remind everybody of that yeah the real santa is totally fine yes not going to be a problem dr fauci said so yeah so we're good (laughs) heather i've got something that i'm a little bit curious about you know this is probably nosy personal and none of her business but she just can't help it you know she is just curious to know Heather, I'm curious to know how COVID is affecting people's Christmas or holiday season, whatever your holiday may be. I'm interested to know how it's being affected by COVID. Did it change where you shopped? Did it change how you're celebrating? Did it change where you're going or what you're seeing or doing? I want to know what's up with people. What's up with you? It's definitely changing Um, the way that I socialize, you Mm -hmm. know, and in some ways, not bad. Like it's been kind of nice to have a slower pace. Normally this time of year, Mm -hmm. I'd have every weekend booked with parties and I'd be going this and this and this and this, and I would just be everywhere. And I'm not doing any of that this year. Like I'm not, I'm not having a gathering. I'm not going to any parties. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of nice to have a lighter schedule. Um, but I also am kind of sad about that because I love socializing. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But it is also kind of nice that I'm not going to have to navigate all of those, um, buffets of food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not a big, not a big fan of the buffet. Not, Not really my jam. Although it is nice sometimes for somebody else to make you something and, you know, to, to have that, you know, so I don't know. I talked to several different people about this got some notes from friends. Some people said, there aren't any changes. My in-laws are coming. My friends are coming. I'm going to the winery Christmas party. I'm hosting the family party. I'm doing all this stuff and I'm doing it exactly the same. And I guess that that is your choice. Um, I have some people in my life who made the choice at Thanksgiving to host their family and one out of town guest, even though somebody in the house had COVID. Oh, yeah. Did everybody know that person had COVID? Everybody knew. And I thought it was a really interesting choice. I don't necessarily feel good about it. Um, But what am I? I mean, who am I? I don't get to say anything about it. It already had happened. You know what I mean? Like me talking about it after it happened didn't really, wasn't going to change anybody's opinion. One person who was at the gathering did get COVID um, after the event. That person probably would have gotten it anyways (laughs) because they lived with the person who had it. 
Okay. So um, none of the people from outside the household ended up getting it. But still, like, it just felt icky to me. Like one person came, like I said, from out of town and went back to their, um, you know, town and place of employment and everything. And one of the other people who was there told their workplace, hey, guess what? Um, I am with someone who has um, COVID currently. And their workplace said, we really need you. We really need you to do your job. So come in and do your job. And they have COVID? They No, they were in the home with someone who had COVID. Wow. So they should have quarantined too. Um, and I feel real weird about that. I don't feel very good about that. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, I don't feel good about it either. Some people, that's the choices they're making. And maybe they're going to be super spreaders. And maybe that changes how I interact with them this holiday season and whether I go and see them. And I probably won't. You know? Right. I, I mean... Because I don't know if I can trust when I get there who else will be there and what will happen, you know. So I won't I won't see those people. And that gets to be my choice. And then when it feels safe again, then I can do that. It makes me sad to, um, to realize how some people don't have the choice. Like if their job is telling them you, need to be you have to be here. Yeah. They, now their job is lucky that they didn't get it and that they didn't spread it around their workplace because that I mean – I get it that there's some levels of immunity and some levels of forgiveness for businesses, and I think there should be. But there also, if you are just flagrant in your disregard for public safety, I feel like that company should get in trouble. That I wouldn't want to work there. Right. Some other people said that they can't travel. Like a mom is concerned that she doesn't want to leave her state. She doesn't want to go to any state that has a higher percentage of COVID cases than the state that she's currently in. So she didn't want to go anywhere. So they are doing a gift opening on FaceTime with the grandkids. Uh, the money was Venmoed to buy their own gifts because of so many shipping delays. Mm. Uh, so those are some changes that people are facing. Some people are hosting things that they didn't intend to host. One of my friends is hosting Christmas Eve for her brand new in-laws. She just got married last month. New in-laws, new sister-in-law, sister-in-law's husband, I believe kids, um, because the aunt who usually hosts the family is not comfortable hosting. Mm -hmm. And she's still had contact with these people throughout. So now brand new home, brand new husband, brand new stepkids, brand new in-laws. No pressure. And she gets to host uh, Christmas Eve. So she gets to do that. <laughs> hmm. I read an article in the newspaper, Heather, about people who are doing Zoom and they are coordinating their decorations. They're sending matching decorations to oh, each home. Gosh. <laughs> They're cooking the same menu in each home. Oh, wow. So that their parties can feel together. If I had enough time to pull off something like that, that could be really fun. I don't know how anybody has the time. It's adorable <laughs> and it's also like Really? <laughs> exactly. Really? Like, what Pinterest mom came up with this? But hey, man, <laughs> it's the holidays. You do it, you know, like, we're creating memories for our families. Mm -hmm. And, you New know, if, you're, if your family and... wants to do that, I say, I can't wait to hear about it. I think that sounds like a cool idea. I don't want to do that. Right. But I, I think it's a cool idea. I also talked with some people who currently have COVID. Ooh. Yes, who have it right now. And basically, it's 11 days before the holidays. I asked how it's affecting their plans. And they were basically like, hey, look, man, you should really try to avoid COVID right now. It's a real hard time to have COVID. Um, can't mail packages. Um, and it's funny, like I volunteered to mail packages for a couple of my friends. And some of them, like the 
even just the mailing of the package, the seeing it off, it feels more personal that like, which I thought was wild, but you know, whatever, everybody has their own way, you know, Mm -hmm. um, people who are down with COVID right now can't celebrate with their parents. Um, it's changing divorce arrangements, like people who have kids when they get their kids during the holiday season, some people aren't going to see their kids now at all during the holidays. And you know, going to end up alone, yeah. you know, uh, on the holiday, which is crazy. It's changing travel f- plans and like family expectations. So even if they had planned to maybe take a two day or three day, you know, local trip or drive up to the mountains or something for a couple days after Christmas, they're not sure if they're going to feel good enough, even though they'll be out of that quarantine window, even though they'll be, you know, back up and running. They don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Right, because people's reactions are just across the board. Some people are completely fine, and then other people, you know, aren't. I will kind of give a a shout-out to, I mean, and this is kind of secondhand, but from what I've heard, it's really good the way that Florida is dealing with, like, when they get a positive case, they're contacting this person. The Department of Health is calling people. They're calling the people that have had contact with them. They're giving them instructions for how long to quarantine and what they need to do, uh, when they can come out of quarantine, if they need to retest, if they don't. And I feel like that's a real um, cool thing. I feel like, you know, the fact that they go down the line and they say, ooh, this person's positive and we'll call this person, you know, they're contact tracing. And that's pretty cool because Florida is very open and we're allowed to do what we want. But then if you get sick, I feel like they're stepping in with some level of instruction and I feel like it's good, you know? Then people need to 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 actually do the stuff. Right. You know, and then be responsible. And you know, I I I am all about personal choice and freedom, but I also feel like there's a there's a pretty big um, obligation to others around yes, you. I agree. You know, that it might not be what you would choose, but it's still the right thing to do. And um, I hope that people would 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 do, would do what is best for everybody. I totally agree. Regardless totally agree. of whether it's an inconvenience. Don't to host them. a super spreader event. Yeah. Instead, just stay quarantined and do what you're supposed to do. It's a good idea. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to go over a few of those things. Uh, I feel like we've been a bit maybe despondent lately, and maybe things have been a little bit rough. So I did bring us a nice quote today Yay. to send us off in a, in a pleasant way. Here's something someone else said that we wish we said, but since they said it, we don't have to say it. And they said it better anyway. So here's Chrissy's quote. All right. So my friend Rick the Brit, who is a recurring character on this show, um, (laughs) Rick sent out his Christmas letter. Uh And it included this poem by Sheena Pug, Pug, P-U-G-H. Okay. And here it is. Sometimes things don't go, after all, from bad to worse. Some years, muscadel faces down frost. Green thrives. The crops don't fail. Sometimes a man aims high and all goes well. A people sometimes will step back from war, elect an honest man, decide they care enough and that they can't let some stranger stay poor. Some men become what they were born for. Sometimes our best intentions do not go amiss. Sometimes we do as we're meant to. The sun will sometimes melt a field of sorrow that seemed hard frozen. May it happen for you. Aww. Isn't that lovely? Yes. I thought it was the beautiful end to his Christmas letter, and I Aww. really needed it. It's been a crazy weekend, you know, like, <laughs> um, and, and uh, so give you guys a touch of homework. <laughs> Don't forget your homework. Make this the best holiday season you can. 
Celebrate the best way that feels safe and comfortable for you. Don't be a super spreader. (laughs) (laughs) And have a happy Merry Everything. Merry Everything. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.